Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. All right, we survived Padres Pen Pals here on 97.3 The Fan. That was tough, but I appreciate everybody who wrote in. Thank you for doing that. I'm Matt Scraby. I'm filling in for Gwen and Chris right now. Chris is on assignment. Tony is getting ready for his game, uh, calling the game tonight between the Padres and the Dodgers. Kick, or doesn't kick off because they don't actually kick anything in baseball, but first pitch is at 7-10. Sammy Lev from Dodger Stadium at 6-10, and we are going to be talking to Sammy Lev, get a little preview of his pregame show and this series around 5:50 or so. So we are here with you until 6:05 until Sammy Lev takes over at 6:10. But I, this next segment, we have a full phone lines for it. And I was really worried about what we were going to do when Chris went on his assignment and about his game, Chris versus the fans. Well, I enlisted someone that you all know very well, and we are going to reveal that to you right after this. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. I actually forgot something. So real quick, we'll tell you, but tune in to kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Every week, Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysis from Boomer, picks from Mike, the biggest stories in the league Packed into an hour. Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. All right. I have stalled enough. I would like to bring on our, I guess, our Chris for the next couple weeks. Dave Marcus, everybody, is going to be filling in for Chris. Dave, you are at Dodger Stadium. How are you today? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on the show, and hopefully I can uh, duplicate what Chris does every day with his vast knowledge of the sports history and trivia. And You facts. will. You will, because uh, that's why we enlisted you, knowing that you could hang in there with the Chris versus the fans um, contestants, and I will get to the rules in just a second. But you've listened to this segment a couple times. Are you are you nervous at all? Are you uh, overconfident at all, Dave? Uh, neither of those two. Just kind of like excited to see how it goes, and uh, hopefully I can not. Hopefully somebody will win, obviously, but hopefully uh, don't embarrass myself at the same time. All right. Well, let's uh, make that a goal to embarrass Dave Marcus at the same time. <laughs> That's very easy to do. It's yes, a, yes. It's, it's, it's very easy for me, too, Dave. It's very easy for me, too. Uh, here's what you're playing for. You're qual- you will be qualified for a chance to win a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino in a private VIP pod at the Westgate Superbook with a $250 food and beverage credit. Experience high-action entertainment at the best race and sports book in Las Vegas. The best of Las Vegas race and sports Superbook is the largest in the world. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun, must be 21+. plus. If you have a gambling problem, please call 
gambler. And the rules for Chris versus the fans are today Dave versus the fans. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get the question wrong and Dave gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Dave gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. All right. I think it is time. Let's go to our guy, Gary. Gary, are you there? I am here. How you doing? I'm doing well, Gary. How are you doing? Uh, okay. Uh, listening to you guys is in the middle of my uh, afternoon workout at home here. Okay. Well, thank you for having us during your workout, Gary. Uh, you know you're playing against Dave Marcus, correct? Yeah, love hearing Dave. He, he sounds like a great guy. He is a great guy. <laughs> he is a great guy. Gary, you're a great guy, too. But let's get into question number one. Okay. All right, Gary, who is the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers? That would be uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is correct. Ding. That is a rim shot. <laughs> All right, let's go to question number two. Greg, so, why don't you just tell me where they are on your sheet on the page? It's 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 the the red buttons down near the bottom. They're like horizontal. There we go. It's okay. It's okay. I love that. All right, question number two. Who quarterbacked the Georgia Bulldogs to a national championship last season? I watched them, but I don't remember the name of that quarterback at all. Lucky it's lucky it's versus Dave and not versus Adam today. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's very true. Adam knows everything about the Georgia Bulldogs. All right, Gary, you do not know. Dave, do you know who quarterbacked the Georgia Bulldogs to a national championship last season? I know it's the guy that's something the fourth. Um, (laughs) With the Chargers, you should all be ashamed. Uh, He was not with the Chargers. The only target was somebody like David. I know it's something the fourth. Um, oh, God. It's on my tongue. <laughs> Number 13, right, Adam? Oh, unfortunately for you, Dave, it's incorrect. Gary, you move on, so stay right there. It's Stetson okay. Bennett, the fourth. The fourth. Yes, there the go. fourth. Good job, right. Dave. You got the fourth at least. I had a third of it right. Yes, you did. You had a third of it right. Uh, all right, Gary, you are on to question number three. Here's where questions get really difficult, so let's get into it. Which two active players and teammates share the record for most home runs from the number two hole in a season? Let me start that again. Which two active players and current teammates share the record for most home runs from the number two spot in the lineup in one season? In one season. Yes, I gave you a bunch of hints there. Oh, boy. I can only, I can't remember what Omegi goes. Oh, my gosh. Number two hole in one season. All right, Gary, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to buzz you on that one. Go ahead. Dave, it goes over to you. Which two active players uh, and teammates share the record for most home runs from the number two spot in a season? So the same season, they both hit number two and hit the most home runs. Number two spot, you're saying? Um, no, incorrect. It could be a number two spot in any point in their career. Okay. I'm going to say Freddie Freeman and Mookie oh. Betts. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts is incorrect. Mm. Gary, oh. you have run through 
Dave versus the fans. We're going to have plenty of time to do more of this, Dave, but the actual answer would be Aaron Judge in 2022. He had 47, and Giancarlo Stanton with 47 home runs in 2017. So, Yeah, here I thought you meant in the same season uh, at the same time. I, any point, oh, I didn't know that. That's okay, Gary. It all works out for you, so stay on the line. We're going to get your information. But, Dave, don't worry about it. Those were tough questions. You're going to get a chance to uh, redeem yourself here all week long. I hope so. That was like a uh, that was one of those tongue twisters in my mind. Anyways, trying to figure what you're asking there. <laughs> but, uh, you know what? Now you know how Chris feels. Now you know how I know. I heard second seven eighth time. I finally got it. Yeah, but. yeah. But don't worry about it, Dave. You did not <laughs> perform poorly today. Appreciate you jumping in here, and Dave will be with us for the next couple of weeks. So thank you for your time, Dave. Thanks for having me. Look forward to tomorrow. All right, so that is the star of Get to Know Dave here on ninety-seven three The Fan. Uh, Gary, you stay right there. We have a couple minutes left here in uh, the segment, so I am going to talk about. I had. Can some... I just talk about how yeah. disappointed I am that nobody knew the starting quarterback for the national champion Georgia Bulldogs here? When I'm sitting here in studio, when you're sitting here in studio, I mean Stetson Bennett the fourth is not really that easy of a name he to won remember. Back to back national titles. He did. Does he play for the Rams now? He's the backup on the Rams. Does he get any playing time? Or, I mean, he's or, a rookie this year, so I mean, is he like the third stringer or the second string? I don't know. It's a good question. But Matt Stafford looked really good. He another did jo- another Georgia Bulldog. The Georgia Bulldog, yeah, he, yeah, Georgia Bulldogs everywhere apparently. And then you got Jalen Carter. It's a Georgia Bulldog quarterback room with the Rams. It, it, oh, that is who's the who? Isn't there a quarterback in that room as well? I wonder no if clue. he's Georgia Bulldogs. No clue. But anyway, thank you, Gary, for playing. Thank you, Dave, for playing as well. So. As we go throughout the show, we're going to have the Big Five here at about 4.35 or so. Uh, We're going to take some calls in the 5 o'clock hour. And really what I want to know from everybody out there is whether or not Blake Snell should be brought back for the reported $200 million. Now, there's no year attached to this report from Bob Nightingale, but uh, he did write over the weekend the San Diego Padres are not expected to re-sign Blake Snell, believing he could command at least $200 million in the free agent market. Uh, Snell's only 30. He's 13 and nine this season. MLB leading 2.52 ERA, and he has 209 strikeouts. Um, and we also highlighted this earlier that he could be the first pitcher in history to lead the major leagues in ERA and walks in the same season. So crazy stuff going on. But I want to know from from you out there if you want the Padres to open up the checkbook and bring him back for five, six, seven years for $200 million, as being reported by Bob Nightingale. We had the conversation a little bit earlier, and I I just don't see a way that the Padres are going to be able to uh, afford Blake Snell because of what he's done this year. And if Blake Snell has a similar year to what he did the first couple years, I don't think we're having this conversation. I think it's a pretty... Uh, safe thing to say that he would be a Padre because he wasn't the Cy Young award winner that he is this year, and he hasn't been that with the Padres. This is the best year of his career with the Padres, and you have to think that he's getting older, and I just am not sure that I want to bring in a guy and give him a ton of money for what I really, I, I really am not sure about his consistency, and that's what keeps me away from Blake Snell and keeps me away from the Padres signing Blake, re-signing Blake Snell because it's just going to be a lot of money, and they already have so many contracts on the books for a ton of money. And I know that there are people out there saying, Xander Bogarts, why, why did they sign Xander Bogarts? I don't know either, but 
I've come to like Xander Bogarts, and I think that Xander Bogarts will have a better year next year. Uh, I feel like he was hurt this year. I know that the contract was a little weird because it's long-term, but as Tony and I talked about earlier, play, uh, position players get a much different uh, contract breakdown than pitchers do. Pitchers usually get bigger money but lower years. Now, I would be more inclined to give Blake Snell like uh, three years and $90 million. I know that I'm giving him $30 million a season, but I'd rather that contract be over after the three years and not have to worry about the the rest of it. I mean, there there are a lot of, and I know I'm comparing Blake Snell to a, a Hall of Famer in Albert Pujols, but his contract with the Angels was awful, and, and he retired, and he's still getting paid because he's kind of like a, he's an ambassador for the Angels, but they're paying the guy to show up and, uh, you know, talk to the team when they need to or show up in the, the suites when they need to or be on TV when they need to. And they're paying him over $30 million to do that. And that's what I want to avoid if I'm the Padres, especially after I just extended you Darvish uh, before the year, which is another curious contract that was was handed out before the season for the Padres. And at the time, and I still think you Darvish is going to be fine going forward, but it's very it's very scary to me all of the years that are put – if you line up all the years with all the different contracts given out, it's very scary to, to see where this team is in like seven, eight years from now. I know, seven, eight years from now. They just need to get through this year first. But we already know this year is not going to end in a playoff run. And you also have to bring in the the, the – the um, factor that Juan Soto might get a, a need a new contract, or maybe they trade him next year. There's so many different options for the Padres. This offseason is going to, I don't want to be as dramatic as make it or break it for the Padres, but it's close because there are a lot of players that they need back. And there are a lot of holes that they need to fill. They need some guys in the uh, middle relief in the bullpen. They need some bench pieces. They need, uh, to bring back Gary Sanchez, they need a lot of things. What's gonna ha- Who's gonna fill the hole of Blake Snell? Will Michael Walker come back? Is Seth Lugo gonna opt out? There are just so many questions that we're gonna be answering over the offseason. So I just wanted to get uh, some thoughts from everybody out there about what they think about Blake Snell and some of the moves that they're gonna make here uh, this offseason. I can't believe it, Adam. Winter meetings I felt like just happened, and winter meetings are gonna be happening here in about three months or so, and they're gonna have to. Do, do a lot of wheeling and dealing. And I think the winter meetings this year, I've just come accustomed to it being in San Diego, but I think they're in a non-baseball city of Nashville. That's correct. Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I wonder if they're trying to force a franchise into Nashville. That's exactly what I see here. But um, anyway. Conspiracy scravy. Conspiracy scravy. Nothing, and not everything is a conspiracy with me until I start talking and then I talk myself into the conspiracy. With that weird thing that I just said, we're going to head to break. Uh, We have uh, traffic, your traffic report for you. We also are going to be having the Big Five at the end of the hour, so stick around for that. When we get back, we're going to talk about uh, something that Kadarius Tony put on Instagram because he no longer has an X account, 
and we're going to tell you what he said when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. But here is your traffic report. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. That's Gravy with you here in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan, Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello on assignment, Tony Gwynn Jr. about to sit back down with us for the Big Five. I got some juicy topics in the Big Five, and I know I say that a lot, but I really think I do. So I'm going to uh, get to break a little bit early to make sure that we have time to talk about George Kirby and what he said over the weekend about being... uh, I guess he, he basically didn't want to be in the game, so we're going to have that question in the Big Five. We'll also talk about Dion's Colorado Buffaloes. Cabrian Hayes, I don't know if anybody saw this this X from him the other day, but he called out an umpire. He didn't call him out by name or anything like that, but Cabrian Hayes was so mad that he went on to MLB.tv, fast-forwarded through the game to the point where the pitch that he's talking about was thrown, and then he screenshot it. So I'm going to tell you more about that, and I'll also retweet that. But that is what's coming up in the Big Five. I did, uh, before we went to break, talk about Kadarius Tony. We talked about him on Friday because he had a bunch of drops in the opening game against the Lions for the Chiefs. Kadarius Tony ended up getting rid of his ex account because of all the fans coming at him. Now, I did some more research into this, but apparently Kadarius Tony is not um, shy uh, on social media, and he talks a lot of trash to Giants fans because Giants fans talk a lot of trash to him. So he deleted his ex account. He still has an IG account. Yes, Adam? He's a former Giants first-round pick who failed with them, and so they are mad that he didn't perform up to expectations. I should have said that. Thank you. Yes, he did not perform up to expectations. I think he was hurt most of his Giants career. He's still not performing up to expectations with the Chiefs, but uh, he Instagrammed something out last night in his story, and it was 26 to nothing Dallas-New York Giants, and it had a bunch of pictures of the game and all this other stuff, and he says, nah, don't get quiet now. Like, Kadarius Tony, come on. You need to maybe not talk right now. You you did drop three huge passes, and your team did lose the game. I think this is what people are talking about when they come back at you, is that you uh, shouldn't be talking. But that was the Kadarius Tony story. I know. It was well worth the break there to hear about what happened to Kadarius Tony. But like I said, we have the Big Five coming up, and there's going to be some longer answers because Tony and I talked about George Kirby before the show, and we got into this really crazy conversation that it was really interesting to hear what Tony had to say about being a former player and having a player say that they didn't want to be in the game anymore. So why don't we just go to break right now? And when we get back, we have the big five. Tony will rejoin me and that will be that on 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here, 97.3 The Fan. Hopefully everybody's enjoying this uh, strange weather that we've been having. It's very humid outside. It's actually kind of hot outside, and it was raining. Yesterday I went to the dog park 
thinking it wasn't going to rain. Um, everybody, if you don't know, my dog Lucky loves the rain, and so he was playing in the puddles, and I had to give him another bath. But hopefully everybody is enjoying it out there. Padres and Dodgers tonight at 7-10 from Chavez Ravine. Uh, Tony and Jesse are going to be calling that game. Sam Levitt is also up there, so he is going to be taking over the airwaves at 6-10 for the Padres pregame show, and he's going to join us at 5-50 just to talk a little bit about this series and, and talk a little bit about what happened over the weekend with the Padres and the Astros. I'm just waiting for Tony to sit back down, then we have the big five ahead um we went through some of the uh we went through the good bad and the ugly in the first hour so if you want to hear uh some of the nfl talk that we had it's in the 240 segment but really uh we started the we started uh the show talking about the padres and basically that this was the white flag over the weekend for them they had Fernando and both uh, Fernando and Manny out of the lineup yesterday. Both of them are back in the lineup today, but it just seems like the season is uh, just needs to be over at this point for everybody involved. So we'll talk about that more at five o'clock. Also get your phone calls, 833-288-0973. But it is time for the big five and Tony has just sat back down. So let's get to it. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, it was definitely one of those weekends in the Big Five where I could not fit everything in. So I think I got the best of the the stuff that happened over the weekend. We're going to talk about Ronald Acuna Jr. We will certainly find out. Yes, I had a good week last week. So I'm going to ride high into this week as well. You know what you did? That's right. You did have a decent week. For once. For for once I did. Definitely not the norm. You know, Chris isn't here for the next couple weeks, as we know. So the Big Five is just going to be amazing because Chris uh, usually just trashes all my questions, but uh, not today. Not today. We're going to no, talk about... You are in a... Uh, as in the words of, of Don Orsillo, you are in a Chris-free zone. <laughs> Chris-free zone, yes. yes. He does say that when Mud's there. Yes. When Mud's not there, yes. Yes. Uh, but we're going to talk about George Kirby and what he said about his manager, or Scott Service, over the weekend. Brian Hayes wants the automated balls and strikes. Uh, Colorado Buffaloes are mad at the Nebraska, so we're going to get in to all of that if I can speak number five the first one we're going to talk about the NL MVP race it's between Ronald Acuna Jr. and Mookie Betts and most of the stats for them are pretty similar but here they are Uh, the average for Acuna 336 Mookie 312 then you go 35 homers Acuna 38 Mookie 93 RBIs Acuna 99 for Mookie 64 stolen bases for Acuna only 11 for Mookie and then their OPSs are both over one, but 1.001 and then 1.014. I know I just threw a bunch of numbers at you, but those are the numbers, and I um, that was as of this morning. So, Tony, are the 50-plus more stolen bases going to put Acuna over the top? No, I don't think that'll be what puts him over the top. I think the, the value of what he brings to that Braves team will eventually be the thing that... Um, 
that will give him the MVP ultimately as of right now. Now that could change. I mean, um, and that's why I say the 60 plus bases doesn't make the difference. Although he is in a league of his own, like literally he's in a league of his own uh, with the uh, 30, perhaps even 40, 40. Um, I think those numbers, the 40, 40, the 40, 60, 40, 70, whatever it ends up being, he'll be one of one. I think those are the type of seasons that, uh, usually went out when it comes to this MVP thing. Now, he could slump the rest of this month horribly, and it changes the outlook of what it looks like because it's got to be a complete 162. I know often, you know, the last two years we've had candidates jump out to these crazy leads in terms of everybody's thought process. Last year it was it was Goldschmidt. Uh, this year we don't know, but – Goldschmidt, that ended up being a lot closer because he struggled so badly down the stretch. So, you know, you started here, and Manny certainly found his way right there in the mix because of that. Um, However, unless there's a a crazy slump at this point, I mean, it just seems like Acuna is only only bolstering his case uh, for an MVP. And I'm a big Mookie Betts fan. I, I I think for a minute there, he had started to close the gap but I think here as of late, and listen, I say it again. I think Acuna has 36 homers coming into today's game. Uh, he might have another one. Uh, he did he hit could, another one this morning. <laughs> he had another one this morning. So um, I, he could very well get to 40, and I, I, I don't know at that point. I think it's a wrap. Plus his team is really good too. So that also. Really good. <laughs> uh, Scraby, are the 50-plus more stolen bases going to put Acuna over the top? You know, you know, you don't have to do Scraby. <laughs> it won't happen the entire time. Start it won't talk. happen okay. the entire time. Just wanted to point that out. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, I Everything that you said, obviously, Tony, but Ronald Acuna Jr. has been my fantasy centerpiece this oh, entire here year. Here we go. I've what watched- would Chris say right now? Oh, no one cares about your fantasy <laughs> baseball team. By the way, I made the playoffs, and I'm the third seed. So. See, now, you, because we're in a Chris Free zone, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to get a lot more fantasy takes, it sounds like. But I like, hear from Chris it. from above saying, no one cares. Uh, but Ronald Cudia Jr., he just seemed like he's carried his team more than Mookie Betts. I know that the, the Dodgers have a lot of good players, so do the Braves. But I'm going to say Ronald Acuna Jr. just because he's done it all season long. Number four. Now, another one of my fantasy players, and this is not going to happen every single topic, I promise. The Rays and Mariners played over the weekend, and the Rays were able to tie it up in the seventh against Mariners starter George Kirby. Uh, post-game, Kirby was asked about the game-tying home run, and his answer was what got people talking about it. And here is George Kirby post-game. I didn't execute. He had a good pitch. Um, I wish I wasn't out there for the seventh, to be honest. So I was at 90 pitches, and I didn't, I didn't think I needed to go anymore, but no, it is what it is. So. Is that a conversation in the dugout, or is it? It'll be a conversation soon. So that's what everybody's talking about. And former pitcher Jared Weaver tweeted, this was pretty embarrassing for George Kirby. So I'm up first um, more than George or more than Jared Weaver. Some other players did it too. Do you think this is embarrassing? I don't really know, but I've never really seen it happen with a player saying that he shouldn't be out there. I'm sure it has happened, but I think this is a little embarrassing because you just got to, 
not say that and say you're going to go talk to your manager later and you guys are going to have some talks. Now, it did come out later, or actually a couple days ago, maybe today, this morning. I'm getting my dates all mixed up. But George Kirby talked with the management. It was the very next day. Very it next day. Because that, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't go untreated for more than uh, the very next day. He said he's fine, whatever. But I do think this is embarrassing. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, to say the least. It was uh it was definitely embarrassing. It was kind of throwing his manager and pitching coach under the bus. Um and even if he f- the the chances are, especially in today's game, had there actually been a conversation and he was asked and he said, "Hey, I don't think I should be out." They would have 100% taken him out. Of the yeah. They would not have put him back out there. So it's clear that there wasn't a uh, conversation. They clearly didn't think that it was an issue when they sent him out. And so, listen, if if you don't want the ball, you could always walk over to your manager and be like, hey, uh, I think I'm toast. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I got anything left. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You'd be doing your team a favor if that is indeed the case. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you, you got to put your finger up and point it at yourself in terms of, how that lead got lost. Um, but to his credit, and I think this is important, he did right the wrong the following day. Um, you know, I think oftentimes in today's world, you know, somebody doubles down on that, even though they know that they're completely out of pocket and, and embarrassed. Um, but he, he owned it, and, you know, he'll move forward. He'll be better because of it, I think. But, yeah, no, it's definitely embarrassing, though. What happens in a clubhouse when someone says like this and you walk back in? Does does it just go untalked about or does someone immediately say something? It may go untalked about. In most cases, it probably does go untalked about. However, the the, the tough part for him will be like his teammates. Like anytime he gets into a tough spot, Mm. everybody's going to be thinking it. Everybody's going to be thinking, man, does he want to be out here right now? Does he does he want to be out here in this situation right now? I mean, it's first and second in the sixth here. Only one out. Does 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 he want? Does he want to be? Because if he doesn't want to be out here, maybe we should get somebody else. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a thought. And so and some and some of his teammates is maybe not all of them. Some of them maybe just like you know what we're moving forward. But I'm telling you, when those situations, at least the next time that situation happens, they are going to be paying close attention to him his body language, how he reacts, especially after, you know, his comments. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, Jared Weaver had some. Here's what Jared Weaver said on Twitter. He said, this is why I'll never be any kind of coach in the big leagues, to be honest. I shouldn't have been out there. I threw 90 pitches. What the bleep? Embarrassing, truly embarrassing. Grab you bleep and let's go to work. (laughs) (laughs) You would be surprised how many former pitchers I heard from on this. Really? with the same set. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. No, I mean, no. You know, that's, you know, that's one of the, that's like a badge of honor for most pitchers. Is I want the ball. I don't care, you know, what it looks like. I can get the next guy. Like that is, that's just kind of how most pitchers are built. And that's why I think it's a little bit embarrassing, right? Is that he is one of the few pitchers that I, that I've ever heard out loud. Now there may have been pitchers in the past that I, 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 have come across that, you know, did may not have necessarily wanted the ball, but certainly 
wasn't going to say it out loud. You know what I'm saying? It might have just been a, a thing where they just lack confidence in that situation, right? Uh, but never have I ever heard it <laughs> said out loud on camera. Like, and then, like, we're going to be at a coach and manager and I are going to have a conversation. Yeah, we're going to have a convo. <laughs> we're going to have a convo about how he uses me. It's kind of how oh he, my he was God. very smug in the way he said, that, we're going to have that's, a conversation. That's, and, you know, that's what that, and you look at their pitching staff, it's all. It's all young guys. Mm-hmm. So there's no vet there to be like, dude, dude. what are you dude, <laughs> What are you talking about? What about Luis Castillo? Can he? I mean, Luis is uh, Maybe kind he's of just a young a quiet cat, guy. too. Yeah, true. He's a young true. cat, too. Yeah. All right. Well, George Kirby, come on now. Hey, but no, no, he, he apologized. He, he did. Took, he owned it. So, you know, he's, he's a young man. Live and you learn. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I definitely did a lot of living and learning for sure. Uh, the Colorado Buffaloes are the talk of the college football world, and they're definitely living up to the hype, I must say. After beating Nebraska 36-14 to 14 in Deion's... You don't say, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. After beating Nebraska 36-14, to 14, a big old blowout in Dion's home debut, quarterback uh, and Dion's son, Sh- is it Shadour? Shadour. Shadour Sanders talked about the disrespectful move that Nebraska made before the game. It was extremely personal. We go out there, warm up. You got the head coach for the other team trying to stand in the middle of the buff. Like, it's okay if, if like, a couple players do it. It's fine, you know. Like, to just enjoy the scenery. But when you got the whole team trying to disrespect it, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going for that at all. So I went in there and disrupted it. So they knew I've ripped. Like, nah, this, the Buffaloes mean, mean a lot to me. And personally, that's what I say in pregame. And that's when I knew it was just extreme disrespect. And that's why it was the coach. The coach said a lot of things about my pops, about the program. But now that he want to act nice, I don't. Res- I don't. I don't respect that because you hating on another man. You shouldn't do that. So it was just all respect was gone for them in their program. Now I like playing against their DC. I like playing against them, but the respect level it ain't. It ain't there because you disrespected us first. So that was Shadur Sanders with some harsh words, but really well said, I think. I mean, he didn't go too far or anything like that. But uh, Tony, you're up first on this one. Was the move by Matt Rule to stand on the logo with his team before the game a good or bad idea for him? Like, you know how he's trying to fire up his his, his players type of thing. I mean, I don't know if you need to stand in the middle of anywhere in order to get the <laughs> guys fired up. I, I don't know. I mean, listen, that that that's Shador's interpretation. I, who knows? I, I, I saw some film of it, and there were some dudes. They weren't even dressed yet. Like, So this is as they're walking into the stadium, it looks like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of standing around looking, and they all, it sounds, it seems like, are all kind of like centered in the middle. And then and it's your door standing in the meat kind of walks into the middle, kind of breaks it up. Uh, you know, dude is like there's a dude who looks like he wants some type of confrontation. <laughs> and so Shador puts up his his arm and he has a nice watch on and he's like putting it in his face. Uh <laughs> But what is he blinding but, him with his I, nice yeah, watch? I, I guess that's I guess that's what it what it was. But I, I, I think um Anything that's going to get you and your team fired up to play, you know, I don't think is a bad thing. Um, he, he, you know, got, athletes make up reasons all the time. Now, the stuff about that that Matt Rules, you know, said about alluded to about yeah. Dion, that's fair game. And what know, he said, his, like he he said something about the said, way Dion built his team. No, I don't even think it was that. I think he, he talking about you know the coverage. You know, he said you won't oh. find cameras around. 
uh, me or you know he's taking kind of taking a yeah. little little shot at you know how the Colorado and Coach Prime are are moving a little bit. So, but athletes make up things all the time to 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 find ways to motivate themselves more. Whatever helps helps uh, uh, in terms of them standing on the Buffalo. But the the comments about pops is fair game. Yeah, um, I I think the same as you, but Matt Rule's involved, so I can't stand by anything Matt Rule does. I just am not a fan of this guy. He coached one great year at Baylor, got a job in the NFL, doesn't care anymore, went to Nebraska, got paid a bunch of money. Probably you got to know who you're you're doing this to, and you can't think that the Sanders, Deion Sanders or Shador Sanders are going to take kindly to you stepping on their logo. You just have to imagine that this is going to fire them up more than it's going to fire up your team. So, all right, Greg, Ooh, well said there. Buddy. You, thank you. I, you know, I'm coming around on what the is, Colorado Buffaloes. Why did you Buffaloes. not like Matt Rule? Why, why did Why did you not like Matt Rule? I just don't like the hype around Matt Rule. Like he's this great coach, but he's he's only had one good year with Baylor. I mean, it may be some right. decent years there, but. He went to the NFL. Everything fell apart for the Panthers. This he, feels like you being mad at him because he went to the NFL and it didn't work out, and then he bounced and went back to college. What, what, why are you mad about that? I'm mad more. I'm more mad that Nebraska just gave him a bunch of money too. That, it's that, not your money. Why I know, are you so mad? I don't know. I've, I've, I've actually thought about this all weekend long. <laughs> all weekend long, huh? It's really bothered me that I that I'm a coming around to the way Deion Sanders is coaching the Colorado Buffaloes, and b I don't know why I don't like Matt Rule that much, but I just don't like Matt Rule that much. I, I mean, you know, Deion's just coaching. I mean, he's just literally coaching him up to play he, good football. He, he is. I know. I know. Number I know. Two. I know. Yesterday, Pirates starker Brian Hayes tweeted out a picture of a ball that was way outside the strike, jo- the strike zone and said, quote, some umpires really don't care. 3-1 call, not even close. I hold him accountable after the game walking off the field, and his response is, quote, with the shrug emoji, I gave you a chance to hit a home run. That, that's end quote. That tells me you don't care at all. No accountability. Bring the ABS, please, at MLB. Uh, the ABS is the automated balls and strike system. Now, this uh, at bat ended up with uh, a strikeout because it should have been a walk, but he struck out because the second or the 3-1 pitch was way outside call strike. So, Cabrian Hayes wants the automated balls and strike system as soon as possible. I'm up first. Do you think players will have more of a problem with how the ABS system would work? Now, you may be thinking, Scraby doesn't have any idea what he's talking about here with this strike zone thing. But I think that it's going to end up down the middle because a lot of these calls are going to be bad for a pitcher at some times and good for a hitter at some times. Wait, what are you talking? What, what is the question? The, the automated ball strike system. Do we think that players are going to have more of a problem with how that works? Because they're getting – sometimes Cabrian Hayes – could have had a pitch right down the middle called a ball, you know, and that's not going to happen with the automated balls and strike system. So the randomness of the umpire and then, then going to the automated balls and strikes and being so like, I guess, stringent is mm-hmm. going to make hitters a little bit more mad as the season goes along. I don't know. <laughs> After it was just the way you're looking in in the camera and everything, it makes I mean, me feel first like. Of all, first of all, I'm not even looking at you, man. I'm kind of messing around with my lineup okay. right now. Oh. So you're, you're being self-conscious and telling on yourself because I didn't even look at the screen. At okay. All, all right. Um, what do you think? Do you think the players are going to have more of a problem with how the ABS system works? I, I'm sure it will be a segment of players that uh, that that don't like it then will complain loudly. 
But, you know, that's kind of complain, and then they'll adjust. Uh, and I think ultimately it's the way ABS is going to be used I think they'll, they'll, be, they'll be okay with, right? And that's the challenge system. That sounds like where we're headed um, as they try to make sure the actual strike zone system is working the way it's supposed to. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, of course, every time there's a new rule, new anything added, there is a you got to give like a, a courtesy month for the complaints and the loudest voices <laughs> to do their thing. And then after that, you don't really hear anything else about it. It'll be the same way uh, with the strike zone. It might take a little bit longer because, you know, the rest of the calls, you know, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe not. I think it could work the same way we saw the clock work. But I, I thought there would be a whole lot more complaining about that. Yeah. I like how, you, like, the umpire says, I give you, I gave you a chance to hit a home run. What, that would be so infuriating. <laughs> what does that even mean? Um, I, 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 I totally feel Cabrian on, uh, on this one, man. Like, you know, Bill's a Bill's old salty, too. He's, you know, <laughs> he's been around so long. Uh, and you could, I just having dealt with him, I could, I could see his face and his mannerisms as he's saying, <laughs> you know, shrugging his shoulders, like, I gave you another chance to hit a homer. And you're like, what? That's, that's you not what you're mother. here for, sir. <laughs> uh, I just uh, retweeted this uh, Cabrian Hayes post at Matt Scraby. And Cabrian Hayes was so angry that he went back on MLB TV and fast forwarded to the pitch and took a screenshot of the pitch to attach to this tweet. So everybody knew what he was talking about. And I appreciate the effort. I'll tell you, my bad. He was he was he was he was already irritated. But the whole I gave you a chance to hit a home run comment. Has got him, has got him <laughs> DVRing and recording so that he it's can hilarious. make sure everybody knows. It's hilarious because you awesome. see on the screenshot, you see how much time's <laughs> left in the game. You see like everything that's going on with the MLB TV. But my it, man, my man <laughs> just was set over the edge with that comment. Number one. So this one's uh, it's it's all right. I mean, if you're a broadcaster for any sport, you have to know what you say is going to follow you everywhere. This was on the SEC network during the Kentucky Eastern Kentucky game. And I looked to find the name of the broadcaster, but couldn't. I don't think this is a huge thing, but it is something. But here he is talking about a Kentucky player. And there is Ray Davis, 51 yards on that drive alone running and receiving he's a guy transferring over from vanderbilt nine months ago when he jumped in the portal everybody wanted him. 11 years ago as a foster kid really nobody wanted him. <laughs> i i'm laughing because it's so out of left field that he says 11 years ago as a foster kid really nobody wanted him and so people are like that's a little 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 mean if, if some people were outraged this is how i found it on twitter but, Tony, you're up first. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being a fireable offense, where is this one at? First of all, I think it's completely unfair to cut it off right after he says uh, nobody wanted him. Because <laughs> we don't know what came thereafter. If he maybe explains this a little bit further, which I'm almost positive he had to. He didn't sound like he was just going to stop right at there. At least... <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. It's just a very strange and jarring thing to hear. <laughs> it is. It is a little jarring, but you don't have all the entire context behind it. So I looked. I did. I couldn't find it. This is you know, how see, it was what, But see, this is my problem with with these folks who are outraged. They clip. They clip that whole thing right there. There's no way that that's where he stopped. 
please somebody find the rest of that clip because I, I hope this. I, I just can't. I can't believe that he stopped there. It was I'm, like nobody wanted him eleven years ago. Really, nobody wanted him. Fourth and him. two on the thirty-five. <laughs> like no, I don't. I, I can't see that. All right. So I, I cut so, it down a little bit. Let me. Let's hear. Let's hear the from the middle on, and then it's. We'll see what else he says. Everybody wanted him eleven years ago as a foster kid. Really, nobody wanted him. And now here he has found some love, found football, and he has had an amazing journey. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. I cut like, off more than I thought I cut off. Cut <laughs> I really off, cut off more than off, I thought I cut off. But you still, cut off everything. But still, why does his? <laughs> why did he need to say 11 years? Okay, yeah, I presented this very poorly. Yes, you did. I, I, I honestly was looking at the timer. I'm like, he can't be saying anything more in the next yeah. three seconds. So and he said a whole lot off more. Right there. <laughs> 11 years ago as a foster kid, really nobody wanted him. And then he said they found love. I still think it's a little strange that he said 11 years ago nobody wanted him. That Could he, could he have delivered it a little bit differently? Sure. But there's nothing fireable about this, in my opinion. I agree. I, think, I agree. I think he was just trying to highlight the point that at one time this young man was a foster kid um, in the system, found love, meaning a family that, that – Wanted wanted him as a part of their family, and he found football, and now it's a great story. So, yes, that makes gives it an entirely different meaning there, uh, Scrape. Eleven years ago, nobody wanted him. Nobody even wanted to look <laughs> Jeez, at him. Louise, nobody would man. even give him a present. No one would even shake his hand. But now... <laughs> Everything this is, is this is why no one trusts the media, right there. That's a great example. Oh, I made a pretty stupid mistake there. What's new? Uh, Tony's off for the rest of the day, getting ready for the game between the Dodgers and the Padres. When we come back, we're going to take your phone calls, 833-288-0973. We're also probably here from Bob Melvin as well. That's when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 